Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Let's dive into the contentious topic of online reviews, shall we? I mean, how much do you read and depend on these online reviews before you spend your money at a business? Well, they've become so important to businesses that some of them are kind of crossing the line when it comes to putting reviews online. And that's why the Competition Bureau has now issued a warning about employee-posted reviews, meaning if your workers are posting reviews about your business, you have to declare any affiliations they have with the business product or service that is being reviewed. Honestly, like sifting through reviews and trying to figure out what is real and what's not has become a science these days. And if you have a method that you use, boy, I would love to hear it. Simi at cknw.com. But for businesses like restaurants, they remain all important. Ian Tossenson is with us now, the president of the BC Restaurant and Food Services Association. Good morning, Ian. Hi, Simi. Happy uh, 2024 to you. Yeah, staying dry out there. How's your yard? Looking good? Got all your shoveling done? Uh, yeah, about, yeah, about <laughs> a foot and a half of wet snow now. <laughs> Ugh, gross. Uh, okay, yeah, I know, right? Ian, how important are mm. online reviews to a restaurant? They're really important. Um, so many people uh, use them as, uh, you know, uh, as their guide to going to a restaurant. I mean, there's so many different restaurants, as you know, and, you know, people don't understand what they are. And it's really important um, for tourism. Uh, you know, you go to a city and you look at the reviews as the type of food and the type of reviews that uh, that restaurant has had. So it's really important, and it's put a lot of pressure on on businesses to to, to manage it, uh, to make sure that their reputation isn't being you know um, you, you've got a, a, a disgruntled diner, for example, and you've, we've seen this where people just go after a restaurant or a business and just hammer them, and their and their ratings go down, and so they're and then what you have is, um, in a lot of cases, you'll have that, that business owner looking to friends and employees to help get their ratings back because they've been unfairly, unduly um, um, criticized. Does that happen, so, too? Yeah, it happens, for sure. I mean, so I can sort of see this competition bureau. I can sort of see their, their thinking. Uh, what I found interesting is that uh, it goes, when I was reading it, it said uh, if you have to disclose whether you're uh, an employee of a business, if you write something about your business and or if you write something about your competitor, I'm thinking this is a bit unruly. Like, I don't know how anybody's going to. So you've got the employer now who has to put into uh, in policies in place for their employees to explain to them how, how this what, what they can or cannot do, how they're going to manage it and police it. And then and I can't imagine if you are working in a restaurant and you go to review another restaurant, you've got to say, well, I'm Simi and I work at, you know, tap and barrel and I'm giving a review for one of my competitors. It just seemed kind of complicated to me. So I agree that there's a problem with this whole rating thing. It's, it is a problem. It just means that businesses, we, our advice is to really manage it. And if you've got disgruntled people writing reviews, 
take it offline and try to resolve it with them mm-hmm. as opposed to trying to get into a, a war on, you know, on social media. I've seen obviously. that, like I've seen that before. Is it so like, for restaurants to come back and say, listen, yes, we serve this customer, but here are the extenuating circumstances. Like, it be- is it best to be kind of honest with the situation? Because some people are going to be negative regardless. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the best honesty is, is, is to explain it for sure. I mean, some, some people will, this misunderstanding is going to be resolved and some people are relentless. And I think for the restaurant and business to explain the honest circumstances. I mean, and, and I've, I've read reviews where, you know, a restaurant has said, you know what, we, we didn't have a good, we didn't do a great experience. We, our food was great. Our service was better. wasn't great. Our, our service wasn't great. And we apologize. Uh, and I think that that buys a lot more sort of social empathy uh, for people looking at it going, that's a reasonable thing. So I think it's when, when, they, when these, re, these reviews go on and on and on and no one sort of stops it or the, the business doesn't weigh in, you kind of go, this is sort of odd. Right. So but again, it's, it's another resource for in particularly small businesses that they have to really watch this uh, online. Do you think this is targeted more, Ian, towards businesses perhaps that are trying to game the system, right, that are using their empl- telling their employees to put good reviews online? Yeah, I guess there's. I guess it looks like the Competition Bureau had a, a couple of companies that, in fact, uh, were uh, investigated because they were doing that, trying to um, you know, up their up their particular reviews by using employees. And um, but I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I just when I when I was talking to your producer, I, I've been trying to get a sense of you know how much of this is really being a problem or being used or a company's asking employees to go put reviews on place i don't really sense that it it's a big issue but i kind of feel like that's issue. the kind of stuff that's kept on the down low do you know what i mean it's like a nudge nudge yeah, wink true, wink yeah. thing but so they're yeah, not going to tell maybe it's like a manager doing this not the owner doing this but i think for us for like the consumers it's become harder and harder to try to figure that out. You kind of read between the lines on some of these reviews going, I don't know, that one sounds kind of fake. Okay, that might have been a bad day. Like we have to do our own translation of these things. Puts a lot of onus on the person uh, taking a look at it for sure. You know, and I, I, my guidance would be if you're seeing, you know, a business that's consistently have five-star ratings, you kind of go, sure, that does that, that's not real. And, um, yeah, exactly. you know, it's probably more like three star, four stars. You know, this is an average business doing average stuff. It's kind of like um, your Uber rating. Um, you know, you I do use a lot of Ubers and I always give five stars, but I can never get to five stars myself. I'm like four point eight my own personal rating. And I don't understand how it happens. I really I don't understand how that that whole system works. So. I think you just have to be really suspect if you've got five-star ratings right. for a business. No one's that perfect in this, in this world, particularly. Okay, so that's that's good to know. I know people have their own method for how they interpret those ratings. While I have you here, Ian, though, can I also ask you, because the deadline was yesterday to pay back those CBA loans to the federal government, what are you hearing from restaurants on that? Real sense of disappointment. Um, I think a lot of people are, are um, going to have a real problem. Um, I mean, their option right now, if they didn't were unable to get financing, uh, would be to owe the government the money. Uh, so all the money. So there's no grant involved. So they now owe $60,000 to the federal government at 5% interest payable over three years. So you can pay it in installments or you can just pay it in, in three years. Um it's an awful lot of debt for a business to carry, and I think a lot of them are disappointed. I know there's one uh, small business in North Vancouver I've been trying to help, and they were uh, given the loan of 60000 and then six months ago um, they said you don't qualify for the grant, so you owe us the whole 60000 
and they've exhausted all their savings um, as a couple, an elderly couple who owns this little restaurant, um, to pay it back. Uh, and I think you're going to see a lot of people give up and just say, you know, it's not worth it. We're not making the industries in pretty tough financial shape right now. And I think you're going to see a lot of small businesses might just use this to just, you know, just not to carry on. So um, we, we know about 20% of the people that have the SIBA loans um, can't pay them back, are not in position to pay them back. So in our particular case, that, that could be several thousand restaurants from British Columbia. They're on the verge of, is this worth it to continue? Wow, so it's, it's not good. It's going to be a really, uh, a, the, the next six months will be the determining factor for sure. All right. Well, Ian, thank you. Okay, Simi, all the best. You too. That is Ian Tostenson, president of the BC Restaurant and Food Services Association. So what we were originally talking about was online reviews. And I am curious how kind of dedicated you are to making a decision based on the online review of a restaurant or a business that you might patronize. Are you philosophical about it? Okay, yeah, they should have a couple of bad reviews. Like, obviously, not every business is going to be perfect all the time. Uh, And how deeply do you scrutinize them? before deciding what to do. would love to hear your philosophy on this. Simi at cknw.com.